And now, a Blaze Media podcast. I said blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. <laughs> October 2020, of which we are now in. A month with two full moons. Both, I guess, are blue moons. We have one that's going on right now, for those of you listening live at the first two or three days of October 2020. And then we have one that's going to be at the end of the month, the 31st, the Halloween blue moon. And, okay, I guess it's the third of four full moons in a single season. It's the harvest moon, the travel, dying grass moon, the sanguine or blood moon, the Chinese mid-autumn moon, mooncake, or reunion festival moon, the Chusiak moon, the Tsukimi, or moon viewing festival, the potato harvest moon, the Imomigitsu, the Pavarana, the Boonsang Hyu, or the boat racing festival moon, the Vape Poya, and the moon associated with the start of Sukath. S-U-K-K-O-T-H. So have fun. Get ready to party. It's Blue Moon Squared. October 2020. Yay! Now, get out there and harvest those fields with the extra light you get from the moon. Okay? Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Remember way back in 2016 when Brian Cranston, Samuel L. Jackson... Miley Cyrus, among others, said they would consider fleeing the country if Trump became president. Are they gone yet? Because EGOT member John Legend uh, just said in an interview with Cosmopolitan UK that Americans might have to start thinking about going somewhere else if President Trump wins re-election. He goes on to say, if you have to think about going somewhere that is a true democracy that has respect for the rule of law and human rights, where would that be, John? I I just, I would like to know. He wasn't asked that in the interview, but I'd like to know where that would be. I truly don't know if we would be a democracy when we were done, if we went another four years. Uh, Here's an idea for you, John. We're not a democracy now. I feel like Pat Gray. Uh, We are not a democracy. So let's get over that right now. So let's say that you and Chrissy pack up the house. I know you just bought that new joint for about 20 million in Beverly Hills. So, you know, good luck, God bless. Pack up you and the kids and get out. Bye. Now, I will say they did get some sad news, and I really do mean this. It's sad news. I saw that Chrissy posted that she lost the baby that she was pregnant with. That's very sad news. And that's sad news for anyone. And if you've been through it, I have, it's something that doesn't ever go away. So I'm very sad to hear that. I think they should still move, but I'm very sad to hear that they lost the baby. I don't wish that pain and sadness on anyone. Now let's get back to people thinking They're going to leave the United States because of an election. According to Google, searches for move to Canada spike after presidential debate. Now, while the debate was agonizing, I didn't ever once think, oh my gosh, I need to move to Canada. So Google searches for moving to Canada spiked According to this story, queries of how to apply for Canadian citizenship skyrocketed about an hour into the yelling match. Okay. The search was most popular in the state of Massachusetts, Ohio, and Michigan. I mean, you're almost there anyway. (laughs) But you still aren't. You still aren't. Okay. How to move to Canada and move to Canada also experienced a surge in searches during the, uh, during the debate. Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit. Why would you want to move to Canada? Justin Trudeau, the Trudeau, the leader believes that the world is in crisis and things are about to get much worse. 
he's going to put a tax on extreme wealth in a his his fund for covid spending plan is to put a tax on extreme wealth inequity oh okay uh, that's good uh he believes that uh so white supremacy is behind climate change so canada sounded better and better right <laughs> man do you want to go there i know so then i look and i see well how do you get out of the u.s so i guess there's a surge in americans searching for info on moving overseas i mean let alone canada right at least uh, at least these people are looking to stay on the same continent according to this graph uh we have people looking to move to belize costa rica italy mexico spain the traffic increased between may 26th and september 1st of this year wow so there were information belize costa rica italy mexico spain portugal uruguay good luck god bless take care now they give you lists of what you need to do if you want to move overseas now the basic list starts with getting the right documents and i don't know that this is a basic list more of a uh here's your uh checklist if you want to make it happen so adoption papers birth certificates child custody papers divorce papers driving driver's license marriage certificates passports social security cards no claim bonus ncb record medical and dental records including insurance cards and prescriptions school records university papers other insurance policies and legal documents financial records and of course other travel documents you're going to need to verify all of your immunization records, health certificates, get a pet carrier, and you're going to have to have a timeline. And they also talk about, you know, why you'd want to move there. What level of spending are you comfortable with? What can you afford to pay for rent, health care, and living expenses? Now, I'm guessing that John Legend, Mr. Egot, and Christy Teigen are not concerned with most of this on the list. That's just me guessing that. I'm pretty sure they're financially set. But for the rest of the people, say in Michigan, you may want to start looking down the checklist if you're thinking about moving because it isn't quite as pretty as you think. I really would like to know, you know, I I know that we have people listening all over the world. I don't know that uh, there's a better place than the u.s i mean we have people still trying to sneak into this country illegally every single day now it's possible that someone is trying to sneak into canada but i'm guessing they may have a criminal record (laughs) i don't understand I, i get going there it's fine but to say you live there you know whatever and then as i'm looking through these lists i see you know 10 good reasons to retire overseas okay let's take a look at those for a better quality of life to live happier healthier and with less stress you can't find a place in the u.s for that to find the perfect weather where you never again have to shovel snow scrape ice from your windows or heat your house huh yeah, maybe some of those countries you're not able to heat or cool down your house. I, you know, I'm just just a thought. To escape the nine to five drudgery of a day job and work for yourself, to completely reinvent yourself, or not work at all is that's what you choose. I thought this was what you were choosing. You were choosing to retire overseas. Why are you? Why are you thinking about getting a day job or work for yourself? And you're escaping if you're retiring. You're escaping that drudgery even here in the U.S. Now, you can reinvent yourself. You could move to, I don't know, Idaho, Montana, South Dakota. It's just a thought. Uh, find time to spend with your family. Depend that book you've always thought about writing or to spend your mornings fishing or snorkeling. Yeah, there's no place in the U.S. you could do that. To live more luxuriously than you ever could at home for a fraction of the cost. Okay, I'd like some of that pointed out to me, please. Because it seems to me that the people clamoring to say they're going to move out of the country, and obviously they didn't mention anybody uh, who was searching in Michigan, uh, Massachusetts, or Ohio, 
but most of the people we hear clamoring about it are pretty financially stable. So, just saying. And uh, it says here, access to national health care plans and high-quality private health care at a fraction of what the price of the U.S. Hmm. Okay. I, 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 would like to, I would like to know, you know, where that is because it seems to me we hear stories all the time of world leaders and people from other countries coming to this country to get their health care. That's because it sucks so bad, right? <laughs> right. And I do remember... Uh, my dad, my, well, he's my stepdad, but he was, you know, anyway, I remember him telling me, I mean, he's traveled all over the world. He was in the military, uh, traveled all over the world for work, worked for General Motors for years. And I always remember him telling me that, uh, until why would you want to leave the most beautiful country in the world to go to these other countries until you've gone every place you can go to in the U S don't even think about going to another country. Because they're not as nice as the United States. Hmm. From someone who's traveled the world. Huh. Huh. Isn't that interesting? But hey, if you want to leave, bye. So they finally arrested, and I say finally, it's been a couple of weeks, so (laughs) pretty fast. They arrested and found the man who ambushed the two Los Angeles sheriff deputies. Remember they were parked and the video showed the person walking right up to the open window and shooting both deputies. Uh, they have caught this man, Deontay Lee Murray. I kind of thought it was a girl. When you look at the video, I kind of thought it was a girl, but in the story, the police had a pretty good idea who it was and they were, you know, unleashing all of their power to find this man. And apparently they knew who he was and they were talking to uh, people who also knew who he was. It was just a matter of finding him. Now he had been arrested and was out because of an armed carjacking separate incident, not long before this incident. I just, I mean, just a bad guy. Just just a really, really bad guy. Now, the sheriff department, Captain Kent Wagner, said that uh, when asked if he knew a motive, his answer was, other than the fact that he hates, the suspect hates policemen and wants them dead, not specifically. A uh, pretty good answer. Pretty good answer. And then uh, I see where L.A. County District Attorney Jackie Lacey stepped to the microphone and had this to say. First, I would like to send my best wishes to the two deputies whose lives have been changed forever by these cowardly acts. They became victims of a violent crime for one reason. They were doing their job and they were wearing the badge. Right. These two people have committed their lives to protecting our community. And for their service and sacrifice, I want to thank them and their families. Now it's our turn to seek justice on their behalf. This morning, my office filed attempted murder charges against Deontay Lee Murray in the shooting of these two deputies. As you know, the deputies were seated in their patrol car outside a Compton train station when they were ambushed and shot at close range. What you may not know is that deputy district attorneys assigned to the Crimes Against Peace Officers Division rolled out to the scene that night. Since that time, we have been working alongside detectives from the Sheriff's Department to identify the perpetrator and file these criminal charges. We believe the evidence in this case is strong and supports our filing decision. We've all seen the shocking surveillance video of the shooting and the heroic actions of the wounded female deputy as she drags her partner to safety. That video plus other compelling forensic evidence are the basis for this prosecution. Today my office charged Deontay Murray with two felony counts of willful, deliberate, and premeditated attempted murder of a peace officer. 
Murray was arrested two weeks ago and charged in connection with the carjacking of a man driving a Mercedes-Benz in Compton. And he was charged with also shooting the driver of that Mercedes. He faces attempted murder, carjacking, robbery, and assault charges in that incident. I mean, look, he's a bad guy, and he's uh, definitely going down for this. They've got their man. He's a convicted felon with criminal history, affiliated with a number of gangs, and so you know he's going down. It was fascinating how they got him. They were in a shootout, and he threw the gun out a window, and the gun that shot the police officers you know, they witnessed it and saw him throw the gun out. So, I mean, this guy is done, right? The only way out of this is if you look at it from a TV point of view, (laughs) a television show point of view, as was it really him that threw the gun out the window and that they just picked their guy and that's who they're getting so they could get someone. But that's a TV show. In real life, uh, my man Deontay Lee Murray is going down. Uh, for shooting these two police officers and and good good also a court approved a settlement totaling 800 million dollars from casino company MGM Resorts International and its insurers for more than 4400 relatives and victims of the Las Vegas strip shooting that was you know the deadliest in US history or for sure in recent U.S. history alone. Um, It's a final deal, settling dozens of lawsuits on the eve of the third anniversary of the shooting. I mean, they killed 58 people, injured more than 850 at the concert. It was a near unanimous participation in the settlement among the potential claimants. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not. (laughs) Nobody's walking away from that, right? There's all kinds of weird things happening around that shooting, but... You know, you can't you can't deny that. So the hotel and the concert venue acknowledge no liability and it will pay forty nine million dollars. Its insurance companies will pay seven hundred and fifty one million dollars. Wow. The anniversary, three years ago, today, for those of you listening live to Chewing the Fat, October first, twenty twenty is the date today, October first, twenty seventeen. <sighs> was the date of the shooting. Wow. It was really, uh, really horrific footage from all of that. Wow. Two stories that had horrific footage in today's world. And they're both, you know, wrapping up, although the LA case isn't a hundred percent wrapped up, but he's going down for it. And now these people will hopefully get some, get some needed reprieve and help to ease a little bit of their pain. Obviously, we always joke around that money helps everything. I realize that money can't solve everything. But it helps. And Sue Burgess of Hernando County, Florida, wishes she had her money that would help her out. For Sue, it was only $1,000. And I say only $1,000. She said that she was elated winning uh, the $1,000 from the Florida lottery was like winning a million dollars to her. So she couldn't claim her winnings at any of the local lottery offices since they were closed due to the, pa- due to the pandemic. I thought I'd like to go back and look at some of the rules because I thought if she was like a thousand bucks, the store could pay it out. I'm going to look that up right now. Please hold. Your listenership is very important to us. We are in the process of finding an answer to the question that you've asked. Thank you for holding. Your listenership is very important to us here at Chewing the Fat, and we appreciate your holding. We are attempting to find the answer to the question we've asked in the show. Please hold. It looks like he's almost got the answer. Continue to hold for a moment, please. We'll have the answer that you asked. And we'll let you know what that answer is momentarily. Thank you for holding. Okay, so in the Florida lottery, prizes... Thanks for holding, by the way. Prizes less than $600 can be claimed at the retailer. And, you know, she won 1000 bucks, So she's... You know, prizes of 600 to $250,000 
can be mailed to your nearest Florida Lottery District office or Florida Lottery headquarters. Prizes above $250,000 can be mailed to Florida Lottery headquarters. If you won more than two hundred and fifty grand with the Florida Lottery, I would say, Hello, Florida Lottery, I'm here. I would be waiting at the front door. I would not be mailing my ticket in. Now, she won a thousand bucks. She couldn't go to the office. Obviously, they were closed. Coronavirus, pandemic. So she followed their instructions, went to the post office, and she mailed it off. Now, she mailed it certified mail. She didn't have to. She figured it'll have a tracking number. We'll be good. Now, the ticket never made it to the lottery office. And it has to be made within a week's time. I didn't see any dates on this update for the Florida lottery, but if they say it has to be in a week time, okay, fine. It's got to be a week time. Now they say the tracking information from the post office says it's in transit on August 12th at a Tallahassee post office. Still hasn't showed up. Lottery says, Hey, we haven't received a ticket, no ticket, no prize. Wait, what? But I have the proof that I mailed the ticket. Well, anybody could mail the ticket. So uh, now they're working with the post office. The USPS apologized that it's working with the state lottery to help her, you know, cash out her prize. We apologize for this to this specific customer for any inconvenience they may have experienced. And the lottery office confirmed receipt of the mail piece and they said uh we're not responsible for the mistakes made by the postal service although uh they did say thank you they're going to make an exception in this lady's case and pay out her prize if the package shows up postmarked by the original deadline well she's got the receipt she's got the receipt that it's postmarked it's certified mail come on now So if the ticket shows up, I kind of get not giving her the money without the actual ticket, but I don't know. It's really questionable. Now you want to beat up the USPS on that? You go ahead. Uh, However, I will say this as a non-paid spokesperson for the United States Postal Service, I would say that out of, I don't have any real numbers in front of me, but I would say that out of the millions of certified mail that gets mailed you know very few I would say it's a low percentage of that mail that gets lost that's just me I know I'm an unpaid spokesperson for the USPS and I've always vied for a job either on the board of governors or the postmaster general although I'd rather be on the board of governors and uh, I believe you know they're taking a big hit now over mail-in ballots and what's going to happen. And uh, DeJoy is talking about they want him to put the machines back that he took out. He's saying he can't put the machines back because he took the machines out to use, uh, to cannibalize, to fix the other machines, to try to save some money for parts. It's just an amazing time at the post office, which is why. Which is why. No one is a bigger spokesperson and believer and backer of the Postal Service than this program, Chewing the Fat. Now, I'm happy to accept a seat on the Board of Governors where I'm I'm willing to sit down and talk about becoming the Postmaster General, although I'd prefer just to be on the Board of Governors. So, good luck. I mean, I hope they better... (laughs) They better start be using their resources to find this lady's lottery ticket, certified mail. I don't care if it's stuck in a machine. I don't care if uh, Joey from Hernando County or Tallahassee uh, dropped it on the floor and kicked it underneath one of the machines in the back room. If it's underneath a mailbox uh, in the back room of the Tallahassee post office, I don't care where it is. They better freaking find it. And I know it's only a thousand bucks, but to this lady, she already said it felt like a million dollars and she lives in Hernando County, you know, I mean, Brooksville, I worked in Hernando County for for a while. Hernando County, that's right. I worked right in downtown Brooksville, baby. 1450 JB Country. That's not a country station anymore. But I worked in Hernando County for quite some time. Spent a lot of time in Hernando County. I love Hernando County. Big fan. (laughs) Never mind those sinkholes and those gopher turtles. Ah, 
That's fine. Don't lose my $1,000 ticket. And technically, they haven't lost the ticket. It's only misplaced. So. Let's go to the break room. (laughs) I need an ice cold soda desperately, man. Oh my gosh. That is so freaking good. You know what else is good? A subscription to this podcast. (laughs) Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. If you are listening to this show right now and you're not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, your life is not as wholesome and as good as you thought it could be or that you think it is. Anyway, be a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. Choose a platform of your choice. There's iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. There's a plethora of platforms to choose from. Choose one and then subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Then your life will have meaning. Then you can lift your head in those proud moments as the struggles of life happen to you. And no, it doesn't matter because I am a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. You may as well follow me on social media as well. Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, Jeff Fisher Radio. I see where, uh, you know what, as long as I'm here, you might as well go to YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. That one's Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Oh my gosh, the same name as this show. (laughs) And you can subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Click the little notification bell so you get notified, but for sure subscribe to the channel as well. We good? Okay. Um, and you'll feel better about yourself. I don't know why you're trying to deny yourself to feel better. Just do what I've asked you to do and you'll feel so much better about yourself. It's just, I want you to feel good about yourself. And the only way that you can do that, or at least one of the more positive ways you can do that is subscribe to the things I've asked you to subscribe to. I see where Apple has previewed their new emojis. <laughs> So, according to the headlines, we've had the non-binary Santa. So, I look, I'm trying to look at the pictures here at the, at the new emojis and the non-binary Santa. Um, yeah, it looks like a, what could be a female with glasses and a Santa hat. Ooh. I, you know, if we have the regular Santa, you know, can we have that one too? We finally have a, uh, looks like a ninja, but it's someone covering their face. It's just someone covering their face with two eyes showing. We have a smiley face or happy face with a tear. I guess they've never had that before. We have a, what looks to be a female in a tuxedo. Whoa, the horror of that. We do have some, what looks like male and females holding a little baby. Okay. We have a needle and thread. Uh, these ones that they've never had before, like a, a screwdriver and a saw. I mean, okay, good, good for good for you. These guys are making billions of dollars, and they're coming up with these. We've just come out with the new emojis. We've never had a plunger before. Well, why not? Why not? We've got buffalo and elephants and. And I actually, I remember looking for an elephant not long ago and not being able to find it. I think. Was it an elephant? I was looking for something in the emoji uh, section of my, uh, and I know I got it. I got it. It's not an Apple product. Samsung. I know, I know, I know. But uh, I couldn't find the one emoji I was looking for. Really, really strange. Anyway, uh, and they've got three blueberries. They've never had three blueberries before? I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that. One flip-flop. Ooh. That one that one's smart, huh? Good. We've never had a flip-flop. You know these guys are developing these emojis. Now, we got all this stuff that we can make emojis for. Don't release them all now. We'll be out of a job. Okay. We got to just put them off to the side and next year we're going to release two flip-flops. Not just one, okay? 
Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. But we just released an olive and a pepper and blueberries. I know, I know. Next year, a cucumber. Okay? <laughs> Next year, a green bean. Oh, okay. Next year, corn on the cob. Ooh, now we're talking. So anyway, I should probably give them ideas. So congratulations to Apple for releasing those new emojis. They look great. I really, I really mean that. They look great. Facebook uh, issued their internal rules. They're tightening up their their rules. Look, according to Facebook and their memo from Zuck, the chief executive officer, Mark Zuckerberg, we deeply value expression, open discussion, and a company culture built on respect and inclusivity. Oh, this isn't even from Zuck. This is from their spokeswoman. I mean, I'm sure Zuck made sure that she's releasing what he wants, but this is from her, Pamela Austin. This isn't even from Zuck. Maybe that's his out. What we have heard from our employees is that they want the option to join debates on social and political issues rather than see them unexpectedly in their work feed. Yeah, I wouldn't want you to look at your feed and there. Oh, hey, there's something I didn't expect. <laughs> I can't have that. <laughs> I didn't expect Bill from the from the toiletry services to have an idea about the election unexpectedly in my feed. Give me a break. So they're updating the policies and work tools to make sure our people have both voice and choice. Isn't that nice? <laughs> well, that's a good line from Facebook. I know. I know. It's important that people have both voice and choice. Except the choice we want to give you is the choice that we've decided for you. We don't want you to actually pick the choice. Just incredible. Plus, they made these changes that employees uh, are going to, they're required to use a photo of themselves or their initials as their profile pictures. So there's no political candidates or causes uh, specific to whatever you believe in as your profile pick. Huh. More voice and choice, I believe, was the, the quote, right? We believe uh, we should, people have both voice and choice. Not more of it, but they should have both voice and choice now he also uh, there's new guidelines from Facebook as well uh, there's a whole new list of guidelines from Facebook so they're taking care of things they they are they want their employees to have both voice and choice so that's good look Facebook employees like much of the country uh, according to Pamela have engaged in heated internal debates at times this year over current events including Black Lives Matter protests. Uh-huh. I bet they've had heated internal debates. Boy, we agree with Black Lives Matter, don't we? We sure do. I may not believe in them 100%, but 99%. Whoa, what's wrong with you? That's a heated debate. Anyway, after Facebook executives refused to remove controversial posts from President Donald Trump, that was their heated debate. Why are we letting Donald Trump post what he wants to on his feed but hey we believe in both voice and choice do ya some employees stage a virtual walkout many change their profile photos to an all black image or black and white fist those type of profile photos are against the new policies got it now you can still use the company created photo filters like those created for holidays or social movements like Pride Month, but we won't have any of those blackouts or black and white fists. But we believe in both voice 
and choice. Why won't you ban people on Facebook? Because they said things we don't like and it popped up in my feed unexpectedly. Well, we believe uh, all of you people should have both voice and choice. Just, (laughs) uh, it's just agonizing. I'm not sure who to be more upset with the Facebook employees or the Facebook executives. We want you to have both voice and choice, but here's some restrictions. Wait, what? Employees. Yeah, we believe that everybody should say exactly what they want, but why can't we ban people? And we don't want anything to pop up in our feeds unexpectedly. Wait, what? It's just... You know what? The whole damn thing. I'm agonized with. You can quote me on that. So nothing sacred anymore. Uh, Evangelist Ravi Zagarias. Remember him? He just passed away in May of this year. And I feel like I've met him at least once. I mean, I don't know him, but I mean, I've met him at least once. Um, and he was, a, he was a nice man, but now he's got three women coming out saying that there was, uh, they were sexually harassed from Rabbi. So they must want some money from the, from the, uh, from the leader's cash cow. It doesn't say in the story that they're suing for that. Although he did settle a case in 2017 where another woman claimed that, uh, he had enticed her to send unwanted, offensive, sexually explicit language and photographs. Now, he denied the claims, but he settled the case. So I would like to know how you entice someone to send unwanted, offensive, sexually explicit language and photographs. According to this, now the three girl, the three women that are saying stuff about him, say that uh, he would okay this I'm going to use a, a big guy word you know I just you know he would do to himself what people do to themselves there see I'm keeping it kid friendly keeping it kid friendly he would do things to himself and expose himself and he did those things in front of one lady more than 50 times, according to her, and asked her for explicit photos. And he asked to have sex with her twice. Doesn't say whether she did. It does say, I felt ashamed. I felt embarrassed. You have this world-renowned evangelist who's being inappropriate, and I had no idea what to do. You had no idea what to do? Come on now. This is what kills me with these cases. I, you have no idea what to do? He wasn't just the head of the company. He wasn't just a CEO. He was a Christian leader. And he would often tell the women that he needed to do this to himself because of the stresses of the ministry, which kept him on an almost constant speaking tour. Well, he would say he needed it so much and it was good therapy. Okay, so, but you didn't know what to do. You didn't know what to do. You didn't know say, hey, Rabbi, how about no? <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. I, I seriously, I don't get it. Or you say, okay, hey, Rabbi, have at it. <laughs> I mean, if you, if according to this, he did it more than 50 times in front of this one lady. At one point, if you didn't want it to happen, don't you say, hey, Rav, how about no? Why don't you put that thing away? <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. I don't understand how you just, you don't know what to do. I get that you felt embarrassed and you felt ashamed. I get it. And I get that he's this world renowned evangelist. I know, I understand that. But at the some point, at some point, don't you have to claim a little personal responsibility? Don't you have to claim a little saying like, uh, 
You want me to send what kind of photos? Nah. It's okay. You want me to have sex? Nah. Get out of here. Hey, Rav, why don't you put that thing away? (laughs) The last 20 or 30 times is enough. Okay? I've seen that thing enough. Go, Go get a massage down the hall. I guess most of this took place at the spa in Georgia that he co-owned. I, at some point, don't we all have to have just a little personal responsibility? Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. <laughs> all I can think of is Monsters, Inc. It reminds me, you know, the Rave story. Put that thing back where it came from or so help me. I mean, at some point, don't you say that? Really? Maybe you just play that clip. He goes, hey, Rav, come here for a second. I want you to see something. I put that thing back where it came from or so help me. You understand what I'm saying, Rav? Just put that thing back where it came from. I, that just drives me crazy. Okay, so Fat Bear Week still on. Uh, still happening right now as we speak. And uh, yesterday, uh, we got the matchup winner, 151, one of, uh, and I voted for 151, and matchup winner, 812. Remember, I think the fix is in on 812, but 151 Walker is a strong candidate, and I wouldn't be surprised to see 151 Walker go up against Holly, last year's winner, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So today's voting is taking place, and as we record the first uh, the first bracket is up for today. Uh, Bear 32 and Bear 719. Wow, 719 has really changed. But 32 is a big winner as far as I'm concerned. 719 needed to a little bit more practice getting some salmon out of the river, I would say. But uh, we definitely uh, were voting for Bear. Why doesn't it come up? I don't understand why it's not coming up. My email should be coming right up, and it's not. What is going on? Oh, maybe I voted on the other computer last time. That's possible. (laughs) All right. Email address. Chewing the fat at the blaze dot com. All right, so 32. I voted. We'll see. And 32. How's 32 doing? Do I get to see the votes or what? Yeah, okay. Let's see the results. Let's go. I want to see what's going on. with. You can make your own brackets. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend. I may just do a YouTube Live every day, Saturday and Sunday, as uh, Fat Bear Week. What do you think? Uh, let me know. Email me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com. Maybe I do a daily YouTube Live or an Instagram IGTV uh, live every day. Give you a quick fat bear week chewing the fat update each day as the brackets go on. Uh, so you let me know. You want a YouTube live or a Instagram live? And it's up to, you know what? I'll let you, you make the call. All right. For this weekend, uh, chewing the fat will, uh, will update you either on YouTube or Instagram. Maybe we do both. We do both, and we just send the links out either way. But if you need to know, uh, the links are up. I posted them on my social media account, so you could vote for Fat Bear Week. Or you could just go to explore.org, E-X-P-L-O-R-E.org, slash fat-bear-week. <laughs> it's just that simple. Explore.org, slash fat-bear-week. Or you could just, you know, go to the social media accounts and, you're good to go. So remember, and why is this a story now? I'm really confused at what the deal is, why this is coming out now, because it's an older story. Um, remember when McDonald's, there was a study that talked about the McDonald's fries. They helped in hair growth. And it was a joke for a lot of the bald people who said, doesn't work for me. And remember Ari Fleischer, one of the White House press secretaries, you know, said, I'm bald. It doesn't work. And 
I guess, oh, he must have, he said something. He suggested that uh, it was the fast food of McDonald's French fries that keeps his trademark hair. So he's just stoking the fires a little bit. <laughs> you guys, man, you guys run, he runs circles around the press, man. You want, it just, it's a story, it's incredible. Remember, a scientist from Japan said a chemical McDonald's added to their fries in order to keep the cooking oil from frothing up was found to regrow hair in mice. And so, Trump, yeah, that's me. That's me. Remember, he even said a uh, hundred years ago that his secret was head and shoulders. I don't really like the head and shoulders, but it's kind of old, old school. But he's just running circles around you guys. Yep, it's McDonald's fries that keeps my hair going strong. Okay. Hey, do your stories. All right, kind of like uh, Fat Pile Friday, only, uh, you know, a uh, Fat Pile Thursday. <laughs> or a Fat Pile news highlights. Uh, the space. Let's talk a little bit of space. We talked uh, earlier about Tom Cruise going into space to film uh, the first movie filmed in space. Uh, Elon's, uh, you know, flying him up, and they're going to go to the ISS with his director, and yay! And then we uh, we'll have the headline here where the world space agencies are on a quest to deflect a harmless asteroid. Um, you know, they want to deflect the asteroid so they learn how to do it. I don't know. Maybe every time I see headlines like this, all I can think of is the documentary Armageddon. Uh, you don't deflect. Um, you don't deflect uh, asteroids. You blow them up from the inside. And uh, that's what happens. And that's what happened in the documentary Armageddon. Okay. Uh, now they're also talking about uh, finding liquid on Mars. I hope that's true. Let's fly it back. Let's liquid water buried under ice in the red planet. Okay. Let's go to Mars and let's uh, get that liquid and bring her back. So we've got some extra water here on Earth. I'm all good with that. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And we're getting ready to launch again the end of this month. Uh, four astronauts going up. Michael Hopkins, Victor Glover, Shannon Walker, and Soshi Nogachi are headed up to the uh, space station on SpaceX Crew Dragon spacecraft and the Falcon 9 rocket that's going up at the end of the month, October 31st, from Launch Complex 39A at NASA's Kennedy Space Center. Let's hope that actually happens. And we're going to start using the Starlink satellite service, the Starlink Internet satellite service which uh, SpaceX is developing. It's been used. They're going to start using it in the field in Washington State before emergency responders and be able to have the Internet. So Emergency Response Division began using the Starlink terminals in early August, and they're bringing, they're using it more and more. And so they're, use, they're using the Starlink program up there. Nice. Uh, I like to see it. The picture they have is kind of cool. It's this uh, kind of a Walking Dead picture. Uh, behind a fence and on the outside of the fence is a you know cardboard says phone and there's an old style phone there and then it says wi-fi and then a charging ac plug there people can walk up and use it and then behind the fence you see a a trailer or a van uh, with uh you know a satellite uh dish there and then the building behind it is an enclosed building looks like a story and a half two stories vent to the outside from the inside but it doesn't look like it's too welcoming everything about that place says go away so it's kind of walking deadish oh we got walking dead coming up this weekend too speaking of space <laughs> look forward to that finally we get the final episode of season 10 which isn't really the final episode of season 10 and if you listened to the show in the past you know why that is and then we have the new show the world beyond and so i'm hoping to have uh talking walking dead back up and running with jason buttrell and my son maximus because i mean we're back starting this sunday so looking forward to that as well but one of the things that was sent to me what got me thinking about these space stories was uh i had a listener email me with a space related email and it had a old YouTube clip of NASA playing a Robin Williams wake-up call to Discovery. Now, obviously, Robin Williams has been dead for 
wow, six years now. Very sad. And this was in 1988, I believe, because we had the Challenger in 86. And then so Discovery and he was, uh, you know, Robin back then was Good Morning Vietnam. And they do a great rendition of, remember the Green Acres theme, the Green Acres TV show theme? Green Acres is the place to be. Farm living is the life for me. And uh, they do a, uh, a version of that for the astronauts. And it was great. It was great. So I'm going to leave you with that today and just enjoy it. And you'll be singing the Green Acres song uh, the rest of the day. You're welcome. Rise and shine, boys. Time to start doing that shuttle shuffle. You know what I mean? Hey, here's a little song coming from the billions of us to the five of you. Rick, start them off, baby. The Hawkster to you. <laughs> to go nasa announcer stepping on the astronauts replying back with the good morning good job gonna wait for the reply duh now i look to see who did that and i can't find who did it i don't know you know robin looks like seems like he throws it to uh uh rick hulkster if you know who that is let me know i mean it's a great parody version of uh green acres and you know credit I'd love to give credit to the person to know who it is, but I don't. And I looked at a couple of, uh, I looked through some records uh, talking about the the wake-up calls at NASA, and there's no record of that, who did the song. So if you know who did it, let me know. Email me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com. I'm pretty sure that it's not Weird Al Yankovic doing his parody of Green Acres. Pretty sure. Although, you know, if Weird Al calls me or emails me and says, hey, dude, that's me. I'll give him credit, but I'm pretty sure it's not him. 